Okay, so today we've got the amazing Benjamin Cadwell. Is that how you pronounce your name? Caldwell. Caldwell. Oh, shit. Okay. You okay. want to try again? Yeah, I want to try again. Shall ya? Hi, Ben. Hi. <laughs> so today we've got Benjamin Caldwell. Very on good. On the podcast. I'm French. I'm just going to struggle with your name. It's fine. So That's Ben. Fine. Yeah. Ben uh, is an amazing uh, mate that I we kind of got introduced a few months back. And then I think as soon as we met, I was like, Ben would be freaking amazing to be on the podcast. I would love to talk to you mm. and have you talk to me more so. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming. As you know, Asking for a Mate is a podcast designed for men to talk about anything and everything they want to, because mm-hmm. uh, it comes from the realization that I don't think that society enables men to talk about their emotions and their feelings and open up and that, you know, they feel hurt. So this podcast was created to do that. And I'm so lucky to have men around me that are willing to open up to me and talk to me in front of a mic. I know you're comfortable in front of a mic and you'll tell us why, but it's not, it's not an easy thing. So thank you for that. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting dialogue that's happening. Now, yeah. <laughs> more than ever, men's feelings. Yes. Apparently, absolutely. they've been there the whole time. Have they? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, really? Yeah. yeah, no, we're just talking about it now. <gasps> oh, yeah. I thought it was just a new thing that guys had. Yeah, well, no, there was an argument that men's feelings got developed in the late 80s. Oh, really? Yeah, but before that, just... Didn't st- exist. Like, stone steel-working men. Mm-mm. I think especially in Australia. I mean, so, Ben, mm. slight intro about you before we jump in. Uh, okay, well, I have a band called Folk Roadshow, made up of international members. And, um, yeah, we tour kind of between Europe and Canada. Mm. Haven't done a tour in Australia yet. No way. Um, Because... You you do play in Australia sometimes, though. Yeah, I do, but it's it's very... The Australian government has made it very difficult for people outside of Australia to come here and play music. Oh, I didn't know. Without spending a lot of money and filling out a lot of forms. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so no Australian tour just yet? Sometimes. So obviously we've got the cliche of the guys being on bands and having groupies. How many many people do you think are following you during those, like, six months in the road? I think I would know if they were following me. (laughs) I I don't think I've... I've, How many groupies have you had? Ah. Oh, have you ever had a groupie? No, I feel like some of my bandmates... There was one girl who kind of followed us across Canada, but she was in her own separate car, but she kind of went to every show, basically. It was it was, it was a bit weird. Um, I think groupies are kind of like a... Maybe it's a thing. I don't know. Or is that just a cliche and it actually doesn't really happen? I think it probably it did happen once upon a time. But then mothers wised up and they said to their daughters, don't ever spend any time around musicians. Like we've done it in seventies. Yeah, don't we did do it in seventies. That's where you came from. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who your dad is. He's probably on the road again. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> He's that old guy sitting on the corner playing blues music. Yeah, but obviously, I think you just threw him two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. Yeah, no, but it paints a real picture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But obviously, that's a thing, right? Getting girls when you're a musician. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you say it makes it easier? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, no, of course. <laughs> no, I like no, the honesty. Okay. Please be Absolutely. honest. Absolutely, because, like, I mean, okay, if I see a girl on stage and she's, yeah. like, killing it, yeah. then, like, like, I fall. That, and that's my problem. See, I fall for musicians. You do? Oh, yeah. <gasps> oh, no. Every day. It's terrible. So only musicians or? No, no, no. Magicians as well. Magicians. Musicians and magicians. Should just people on stages, right? Uh, no. Um, yeah, no, I think I like, maybe I fall in like really quickly. So what is it with musicians and why do women and men like, why do we fall for musicians? Ah, that's a good question. Um... I don't know. Maybe it's because, like, you see them doing their thing, their art or whatever, and you think, oh, they must be really connected. Mm-mm. Um, and then you realize that they are most likely like everybody else and 
probably trying to bury their feelings in some way. More than other people, you think musicians? I think musicians are very good at it. Bearing feelings. Not bearing. Burying. Burying. Just sorry, my French accent. Burying. 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 You're burying. Well, no, I think that you, you, your outlet is your is where you put your feelings. Mm. And then I think maybe because that's where you put your feelings that the you just kind of use that as a, a band aid sometimes. Is that what you use your music for? Kind of like expressing your emotions, or oh, like, for sure, yeah, yeah, like songwriting. Definitely, that's like where it kind of comes out or listening to music too Mm-mm. sometimes i'll cry listening to music that's, mm, like, that's about it movies on planes and and a good song <laughs> and we're back to music yeah. <laughs> movies on planes i'm too scared to listen to music on a plane <laughs> really yeah why well you never know what could happen in terms of crying start weeping <laughs> somebody put on purple rain it's a great song but i don't think i've ever cried to that song I can't sing it. I was going to try and I was like, no, don't, don't even. Only want to see you dancing in that purple rain, purple rain, purple rain. Ah. Yeah. Okay, you did a much better job than anything I could have done. <laughs> oh, you know. You've got to try every now and then. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So when, because you've been doing it for 10 years and being on the road and everything when was the last time you had a, a bit of a what was it like a relationship girlfriend a relationship uh, my last girlfriend was five or six years ago yeah yeah what was that was it when she was a musician too see obviously mm. i didn't even ask I that was it. in that was in vancouver in vancouver yeah in canada mm-hmm. was she canadian yeah she still is too <laughs> sorry um she, she canadian yeah, no, I, I, we, we met at a music festival yeah. where we were both playing and, you know, we fornicated. As you do? Mm-hmm. Between musicians, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just like to use that word every now and then. And, <laughs> uh, and then kind of like, you know, fell for each other a little bit. Mm. And I was living on one side of the province and she was on the other side of the province. So I would hitchhike like 10 hours drive well, 10 hours driving time so sometimes the hitchhiking would take like 16 hours yeah how many days did you take you to do that hitchhiking for one time i got stuck it was bad but um I mean, we're talking canada we're talking like cold well not in the summer it's not oh okay it was summer wasn't it yeah 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 oh, if it was God. winter i would have died for sure yeah yeah well i maybe imagine you're but... on the side of the road being like, this, this, this. yeah I, I did i hitchhiked in the snow a few times for <laughs> oh, sure oh my God. But, um, I guess the 10 hours to, you know, 16 hours to see her, you were quite committed. Well, yeah, I thought I was. Oh. Yeah. And then what happened? Well, then she said, you're doing all this traveling. You're going to move to Vancouver anyway. Why don't you just move in with me? Mm. And this is like three or four months into us seeing each other. And there's that, you know, Elvis song. I think it's Elvis. Which one? Wise men say... Only fools rush And I was one of those fools. Can yeah. Did you fall in love? No, but she did. Oh. Right? Yeah. So I kind of, I broke her heart and um, felt pretty shitty about that. And kind of dragged it out for longer maybe than I had to. Okay. How long How long did you guys stay for? Put together? I want to say six months. Maybe five. Okay. Um... But yeah, she didn't talk to me for a while. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. And so what happened next then? That was the last one I've had. I've only had three girlfriends though. Okay. First one was really short. Yeah. But I also broke her heart. Because we, this is when I first moved to Canada. And uh, we started dating... Oh, and at that point, I was like, because I'd grown up like pretty vehemently religious. Right? Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I lived in a cult. So and all this if kind you of could stuff. see Ben right now, there is nothing that says religious about yeah. him. <laughs> Unless I put on like a Jesus outfit, maybe. Do you have a Jesus? No, outfit? I don't. Have you got a spare? 
Ah, I can, I can, I can organize that. Oh, okay. With your long, beautiful blonde hair. And yeah, I thought about like doing that and then getting a smoke machine and then kind of going to Rome and then revealing myself as Jesus <laughs> to people every now and then. But then disappearing in a cloud of smoke and then just kind of seeing if I if if I can get on the news for that. Can you please do? It's a lot to organize. It's more of a pipe. It's a pipe dream. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so. Anyway, so you grew up religiously. Yeah, yeah. My dad was a minister. A minister. Yeah, in the Presbyterian Church. Yeah. Um, and then we moved to Australia from New Zealand because I was born in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we lived on like at a cult, like not as not a bad cult, but still a little culty. Yeah. So it was like a farm and like women would wear like long dresses and like no makeup and you'd work in the fields. Jesus. But like, I, you know, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, you know, steal your money and abuse your cult. Okay. There's more, it's emotional abuse perhaps. Emotional abuse? Yeah, not on me because I was just a kid. I didn't realize a lot you? of this stuff until later. Yeah. How old were you? Uh, formative years. So from like 10 to 16 years old. Yeah, that's pretty formative. Though. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure at 16, I was already kind of like, you know, done. Yeah. <laughs> done, done everything. Yeah, yeah, no. I, it took me a while to get so there. So does it mean, obviously, no drugs, no alcohol, mm-hmm. no sex? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I actually, we, and then I got involved in another church after we got kicked, we got kicked out of that cult. <laughs> what did you do, Ben? I didn't do anything. It was my parents. Um, but, you know, I'm glad, obviously. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Anyway, so, yeah, so we got involved in another church, um, yeah. and then I, eventually I, I moved to Canada when I was 22. Yeah. And that's where it just, the the, the wheels fell off my Christian wagon, <laughs> you know? So before having moved to Canada, did you have some kind of experience with girlfriends and stuff, or that was completely prohibited anyway in your environment? Yeah. I mean, I kind of, like... Pretty kissed some girls. Yeah. That was better. Yeah, I was waiting for marriage till I was... Till my first girlfriend, Peggy, who I was about to tell the story about. You were waiting for marriage? Yeah. You, Benjamin. I know, right? Catwell. Look, no, no, no. Okay, so I have this... I even have this ring on my... Do, okay, yeah. do you remember the whole thing about, like, the Jonas Brothers having... Yeah. Right here. What do you It's mean? also broken now, but yeah, I like it. Yeah, tell us about the ring. What's the ring? Well, my dad used to have a ring like this. Okay. Um, what, what does it symbolize? You married to Jesus? No, well, you, you that gay. was the original. That was the original thing, right? Benjamin, we're talking about it. you again. <laughs> I know, right? How crazy. <laughs> it's goodbye. Um, yeah, it's also like quite funny because sometimes people think I'm married. But you married to Jesus, aren't you? Well, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. Did you get a divorce? Uh, no, I just like we lost touch. <laughs> we, lost touch. we don't talk very much anymore. Gotcha. Um, so okay, so back to the story. You mm. were wedding for. I was waiting for marriage. And waiting for marriage. And then Peggy came along. Oh, wait, am I using... I probably shouldn't use names, should I? Oh, I mean, you you can also not... She lives in Canada. But to be fair, like, Peggy? Peggy's a... That's it's a pretty... It's a very openly... Mm. That's her name. We'll be all right. Yeah. We'll be all right, yeah. Um, so, but you met Peggy. I met Peggy. So, you moved to Canada whilst being I a moved virgin. moved to Canada, yes. You, did you, like, kind of, like, know that Canada will do all of those things to you? No, I was just okay. going there to snowboard. Oh, okay, okay. And then, like, you know, then, you know, that's that's when the sex drugs and, and folk music started. Old advice. Right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Peggy, we started dating, and I, I she took my virginity. Beautiful. Did yeah. she know? Yeah. Okay. And then, in fact, I think it was, like, it was almost... It almost seemed more important to her than me. Because I remember the first time we had sex, I was like, oh, that was it. Okay. Like. How was it, though? I mean, how good was your first sexual experience? Fucking amazing. Okay. Well, you're you're in, you're, in, you're French. And? Well, you know, Europeans. I was lucky. I was yeah, really okay, lucky. Yeah, okay. Because most people don't have that. Like, no, and yeah. And I'm not saying it was a terrible experience or anything like that. But, like, I probably, I can't exactly even remember. I mean, I just remember talking about the sex afterwards. Okay. And she's like, it gets better. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. But I was like, I... Because for me, like, I think I'd just been like... I'd built it up all these years. Do you yeah. know, 22 years of, of, of... 
not built it up as in like I hadn't masturbated or anything before, but like built it up as in the concept of sex. Yeah. Um, but did you did you grow up thinking like sex was bad? Because I can imagine no. that if you you have all those feelings and kind of resumption about resumption of it's word, um, like nervousness about sex, sex is bad. If you, that's what you raised, believing, I guess you know when you finally have it, you might not think all this and beautiful mm-hmm. things that you're supposed to feel. Yeah, no, my parents were like, hey, when I was young, like I discovered there's this book, a classic book called The Joy of Sex. <laughs> can I have a like copy of the book? Like pictures and stuff, yeah. <laughs> you, can, I, you can find this book anywhere, I think. Okay. It was like pretty popular in the Great. 70s or whatever. Anyway, the Joy so of Sex. I found my parents' copy of this book when I was like five or six. Mm. And I would read it. Did you read it. when you were five or six? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was like mostly pictures. Like, oh, is it called no, Chemistry Trial? <laughs> it's like, pic- like, I think it's drawing pictures too. It's just like different okay. positions and, and, you know, it's, I don't know. Okay. But it's been a while since I've read it. Okay. Years. Um, anyway, so I would then take like what I had learned, I would tell my friends at school about. And then I told them that Santa wasn't real, obviously. You are cruel. I know. But you told them about sex, though, so that's exactly kind of at least like I wasn't lying to them, like their parents were. Right? Fair enough. So, what were you telling your friends about sex? Oh, just being like, you know, telling them what like what you know what a blowjob was or something would just would be, and they're like, "Ooh, gross!" And I was like, "Apparently." And then, oh yeah, and then what happened was my mum discovered me reading this book. I still remember this like vividly, and I was I was sitting in her room and then she sat down next to me she's like and i was like you know oh like i shouldn't be i shouldn't be looking at this uh and and she's like well what do you think about it and i was like "Mm, shucky shucky and she's like well no it's not you know like you know sex is really amazing so like my, my parents weren't like um they weren't telling me that sex was bad or anything that's good if anything i heard my parents having sex too often to to think it was bad. Welcome to the club. Yeah, it sounded like that it sounded like mum was having a great time. <laughs> I I found it so I mean I grew up like this as well, like my parents. I was unfortunately next door to my parents. Yeah. And yeah, they definitely had fun. Yeah. Heaps and of I, fun. I, I, I don't know why people think it's weird when they think about their parents having sex. Not that you th- I agree, like yeah. think about your no, you don't, parents yeah. having sex, but it's healthy. Yeah. Like, you should be like, yeah, good on you, mum and dad. Yeah. Get in there. Get in there. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I do completely agree with you. And I think um, kids sometimes are overprotected when it comes to the natural aspect of bodies and stuff. I, I, I mean, we lived in, in, in a household where my parents were naked. Like, it was mm-hmm. kind of like yeah, natural. Same, actually, yeah. And then, and then you stop one day because you're like, okay, we need to put boundaries. You're obviously kind of too old to be seen naked or to see me naked and stuff. But... I actually, I think it made me way more secure about my body and about the bodies of people that I've seen naked. And nudity is kind of like, yeah, like we, we're humans. We're not like... It's true. Whatever. We're all the same. And we're all the same. Clothes. We all have sex and yeah, let's stop pretending. That not we're... all of us. What do you mean? Well, some of us wait till we're 22. <laughs> okay, so Peggy. Let's yeah. go back to Peggy. Okay. So Peggy happened. Peggy happened. And I know that she'd like really, really fallen in love with me in a very short period of time but it's like I like really broke her heart she like called all her ex-boyfriends and said I'm sorry for like which she actually pointed out was going to happen to me with my next girlfriend oh accurately accurately oh my god she did called you, it yeah. did you call her did you call Peggy to apologize then? oh I definitely messaged Peggy oh, I was like you? wow you're right yeah wow what happened what's the what's the next you fell in love is that what happened Oh, yeah. So, anyway, so Peggy and I broke up. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, but I mean the next story. No. Yeah, the next story. Okay. You fell in love? Yeah, this is like the, you know, it's the one that did the damage, that turned me into the, you know, atypical musician kind of roaming vagabond. Troubadour. You could even probably say slightly slutty. Slightly slutty. Yeah. We don't do such no, we don't shaming. Use that word. No, we don't do such shaming. Can oh, we I... use that word, but we don't shame. You can be a slut. Yeah, yeah, but like proudly. You can be proud. Slut. Okay. We only need a better word for it than that. Yeah. Okay. We should come up with a good word. Yeah, we'll we'll do. We'll think about it. Okay. So, what happened with this woman? Uh well, I'd known Emily for a very long time. 
when I lived in Australia. Okay. So when I'm, you know, when I was pure. Oh, you met her when you were pure? Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, and I'd always had a crush on her. Um, and then I moved to Canada. And I think I was there for like a year or so. And she broke up with her boyfriend. And she was really good at music, but wasn't doing anything with it. Uh, and so I said, hey, come over to Canada. We're starting this band. We were starting this, this psychedelic rock and roll band. <laughs> and it was super fun. Man, I really miss playing in that band. But anyway, and I was like absolutely in love with her. Pretty still am. Maybe. A little bit. I don't know. You're not sure? Well, no. I mean, yeah, there's still... It's weird. I guess it's been like almost... It's been like nine years. Yeah. And I still like have dreams about her all the time. Wow. Weird, right? Mm. And then wake up feeling kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it's not all, it's not all terrible. Okay. Just just my side of the story is. Hers worked out pretty well. Okay, what's yeah. what what happened next then? Okay, so with her? we Yeah, we're living together. Mm. I think for about 6 months. Um and then we went we went onto the Facebook machine and we changed our Stages. Stages. Ooh, la, la. To in a relationship. Yeah. And then she, her, her sister was over. So they went over to Banff, I think, and they went, you know, touristing. Yeah. And um, she came back and she said, oh, do you want to just sit down? I just want to have a talk about something. And, 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 no, you and know no one says that. And Eric said and Eric said that. <laughs> it was so true. Yeah. No, nobody says, what was it? Nobody says... I want to chat to I you. want to talk to you unless it's, like, something that's, like, you could, yeah, you'll just talk. I, I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> so, anyway, so, yeah, um, she sits me down on the bed and she said, I got a call from my ex. Well, I knew his name, Morgan. I got a call from Morgan when I was in Banff and he said he made a terrible mistake and to move back to Australia and to marry him. And she said, I'm going back to Australia. To marry him. Yeah, and I like... It was so shocking. Yeah, yeah, I bet Because like it was, a, it was a good relationship too. Like we didn't fight or anything like that. Yeah. So it was kind of so out of the blue. And um, I like immediately like started like hyperventilating. And then I had an out-of-body experience. Like, I shit you not, like, I, and this sounds weird, but I kind of left my body. Yeah. And, like, looked down from, like, and I, I can still see it, but, like, the, like, top yeah. perspective. Yeah. And, and, like, had this, this thought, wow, look at the effect this news is having on your body. You yeah. Because, like, my hands and my feet were tingling, and they tingled for, like, a week or two just constantly Jeez. I didn't like eat for a week or whatever you know I just like but yeah so she told me that yeah um and once I had kind of stopped almost passing out um we talked I cried a lot she cried a lot um but I couldn't because I really yeah no I loved her um, I couldn't be like against it because, you know, that's what she wanted and I wanted her to be happy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was pretty intense. And then my bandmate came over cause he found, he, my, you know, and, and we went to her house and I drank a bottle of gin in yeah. 30 seconds. But then she left and I cried a lot. I got really depressed. And then I did a lot of drugs. And then I had a lot of sex. And I did that for a long time. Mm. Yeah. To, you know, just put Band-Aid over Band-Aid over until Mm. you couldn't feel anymore, maybe. Yeah. 
touring a lot then too so that yeah <laughs> people just would you know give you drugs you didn't pay for them yeah so you know did it make you feel better at the time but it got pretty empty after a while yeah so then i would kind of go through these phases of being like you know i'm gonna be good um yeah i mean there was even a point where like my bandmates were like worried yeah because i was doing a lot of drugs did they talk to you yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Did you feel like you could talk to the, your mates about Oh, yeah, like I, I talked and cried with them. Well, <clears throat> they didn't so much cry. I cried. I did the crying. Yeah, you did the crying, yeah. Yeah. They did the talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but they were like a little older than me and had kind of gone through that before. But at the same point, I mean, you know, say things had worked out. Yeah. Say, you know, I'd married her. And I probably would have married her. Yeah. Um, then I don't think that I would be the same person. I don't think I would understand most of music because I feel like most music is written on like the curb of love or the distracting power of heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's somewhere in that that up and down curve. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it, man, it made it made so many songs make so much more sense. Um. And yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it might have pushed me into a few things that I wouldn't have necessarily done. Um, so yeah, you know, so this life is a is a book. There's a lot of chapters. Yeah. You might as well make it interesting. So do you, have you, after you guys have broken up, do you feel like you've been comparing other women that you've met to Emily? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's so tough. Yeah. And not, yeah. And not, I mean, I've met some amazing, incredible women. Yeah. That if I'd been in the same place as them or. Yeah. Then I would have like considered a relationship or something like that. Um, is that the only thing though that is keeping you from having a relationship with them? Well, I don't know. Or maybe it's my lifestyle of just kind of constantly moving. Yeah. But maybe the constantly moving is just my way of avoiding it. I don't know. Maybe. It does sound like that when you say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, just when you said to me, when you said, like, I found amazing women, but it's because I'm moving around that is preventing it. I yeah, well, like... maybe that's the thing. Maybe I'm using it as an excuse mm-hmm. to, like, not actually, like, fully open up to somebody. Yeah. How, how does it sound like to fully open to someone now? Um, it seems like a foreign, like a bit of a foreign concept, maybe, in a way. And uh, not only, not, mm, not so much necessarily even for my feelings, but like, because then I did try again having a relationship with Savannah. Yeah. And then I ended up like really breaking her heart and that feels shit too. Yeah. So... I kind of made a decision then. I was like, well, I'm not going to be in a relationship with somebody until I cannot, like, cannot live without that person. Mm-mm-mm. And so far, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I've just been a lone wolf for so long that I'm that I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't you say, though, that making music, you're usually either on the cast of Falling in Love or on the cast of having like been mm-hmm. the lowest point yeah yeah my mom so. said actually like a few years ago she's like you should get your heart broken again you wrote some really good songs then like, thanks mom well maybe you should i don't know i'm not just just a thought yeah i mean yeah yeah i don't know i'm i think if it happens it well it doesn't just happen you have to make a decision obviously you do yeah i oh, really is that what you think with love yeah you i decide. think okay i think I think, and I've done a lot of thinking. Yeah. Um, that we have an interesting perception of love in today's society. Yeah. That love is a feeling. 
But I don't think that it really is. Okay. I mean, yeah, there is, like, that feeling of infatuation and that, like, you know, longing to be with that person that, you know. But I think, like, a real love is probably more of a decision. You know, you have to, like, say if you're going to be with somebody for, like, you know, 50 years or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then there's going to be a shit ton of time in that that you're not in love. No, yeah. Quote, unquote, you know. That you make that decision every day that, like, I I do love this person. Mm. And I think you go through waves like that. I mean, yeah, I think that's probably maybe a healthier way to look at it. As opposed to... Because then, you know, you fall into love and then you just fall out again. It's so funny. I feel like... I make the joke that I just fall right through. Yeah. Just... I think I can hear myself or I can hear my thoughts about love because I I was heartbroken and I can definitely see how logically you think about things. And it's, in my opinion, because we're still trying to protect ourselves completely. You and I. Being rational and pragmatic about what a relationship is. is. Mm -hmm. But I think that when when you meet someone and you fall in love, you just can't control it. Absolutely not. And there's nothing rational logical about it originally when you fall in love yes yeah 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 for sure yeah that part of the love i agree with yeah the longevity of the love yeah is a decision has to be a decision and hard work fuck yeah (laughs) it's a relationship it's like a ship there's rocks there's pirates (laughs) mutinies mermaids mermaids (laughs) Self-love is the most important love. Oh, God, yeah. Mm. And that's when I learned by having my heart break is that what matters most is my heart. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, that was definitely like a turning point for me when I was younger, younger, was like learning that. Because, I mean, it's not really taught, you know? No, yeah, you're right. No, I mean, if, if anything, like if somebody's loves himself it seems like it's an arrogant thing which is not it's 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 far better than you know being insecure and but i like there was at one point in time when i was young i was really it was actually it was when when we got kicked out of the cult yeah that i got really depressed and suicidal wow um and i was kind of like constantly you know thinking of like Ending. Because I think it had been such, like, a my whole life yeah. world collapse. And you're a teenager and you're emotional, whatever. Um, anyway, so... But then I woke up one day and I decided, okay, I need to learn to love myself. And so what I did was I made a conscious decision to, every time I saw myself in the reflection of anything would be to out loud say something good about myself to combat that negative shit that was just constantly yeah. like bouncing back in a weird feedback loop um and i did that for a long time until i became a narcissist <laughs> so i mean if you stop narcissist oh yeah i probably have narcissistic yeah. tendencies for sure and it's so it's very societal as well like we're constantly bombarded especially kids today jesus christ you imagine being a kid growing up with fucking instagram yeah fucking absurd perceptions of what a woman or a man should be yeah you know not everybody's chris hemsworth he's damn hot he is but he's also really funny liam not everybody's liam hemsworth either no some other people would i like the other hemsworth that you've never heard of I was his name Rob or Pat or something. Is there another one? <laughs> yeah, there is. I don't even know. I'm just guessing. No, they've got a third brother that no one knows about. It's oh, wow. hilarious. He's like, he's like a phantom. It's like an older brother that is not as good looking as well. Anyway, yeah. so, but yeah, I, I think, I mean, you just get bombarded by this all the time, and 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 that has to mess with your psyche at some point, and you kind of see your imperfections or whatever. But everybody has imperfections. Learning to love those imperfections is is that's the key. Yeah. So do you love yourself now? Yes. You do? Yeah. So when are you going to let someone love you back? When I finish loving myself. <laughs> when you're tired of loving yourself. Yeah. 
when the pan gets tired. (laughs) My good news, you've got another one. Right? Actually, no. (laughs) No. No. Useless. Really? Left or right? Well, like my left hand. Because I'm not left-handed. Yeah. Well, you know. It's kind of, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like having sex with like me on my first time, probably. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Disappointing. (laughs) Disappointing and quick. No, actually, it's not even, no, it's not quick at all. It's not quick at all. (laughs) Oh, la la. (laughs) You're just (laughs) trying to promote yourself. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying because of, I'm using my left hand. I'm just not going to. So I I have two questions on that. Um, I think because you're talking about, about performing. What do you think is, because obviously, I mean, I'm looking at you, plus I know a little bit about your story. Um, I think you've, you've, you know, you've had sex a few times in your life. Mm-hmm. Started late, but, you know, caught now up. caught up. Um, how do you define performance? And do you even talk about performance in bed? Oh, okay. Um, I think I would if I was in a relationship. Okay. Because that's like probably something that gets built up over time in regard to, yeah, you know, if it's like one night stands or whatever, I mean, I, I don't like actually, because we're talking about it anyway, why not? I don't, I don't like orgasm a lot from sex. It's pretty rare. For you to orgasm during sex? Yeah. Okay. Like, wait, let's define that. Penetrative sex. Yep. Right, okay. Yep. So, like, I pr- I'm far more likely to, like, orgasm from, you know, head, fellatio. Right? Yeah. But then I, maybe I have, like, maybe it, maybe then, maybe that's just me and I just have, like, no. a, like, an oral fixation because I love giving. You love giving? Yeah. And I think that's probably why I don't come from sex because I'm, more so, like, just trying to be a people pleaser, I guess. Um, too focusing too much on the other one. Mm. Mm. I've got that problem too. And then that kind of sometimes creates, like, an interesting, like, loop in your brain that kind of fucks shit up as well. Mm-mm. You know, you'll be, like, having sex and you'll be like, don't come. Because that would be disappointing. And then... You know, then you kind of start thinking about them, and then you also then you then you stop thinking about what it's feeling like for you, and you kind of get stuck in your own little weird headspace and don't actually like just live and be in the moment. Mm-mm-mm. So I think I like oral sex for that point because then it's like you just have to focus on that person. That's fine. Yeah. And there's no like, there's no performance being a man. Well, like, you know, having an erection yeah. at that time. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, having an erection is sometimes a hard thing. It's so interesting you saying this because... Um, that was a joke. <clears throat> no. Yeah, no, I, I got... No, but... Oh, yeah, but you moved on to the point. No, no, no. I actually want to focus on okay. that because, because... Having an erection is a hard thing. Yes. Okay. Because that can be I, the title for this yes. podcast. Yes, I love it. So... I, the podcast actually came about uh, for a few different reasons. Go. But one of them was my realization that I all, always thought that it was so easy to be a man. Just mm-hmm. get an erection, try to not come too quickly, mm-hmm. do the job, get in and out, and then you're good and you have your orgasm. Mm-hmm. And then talking to a few mates or, you know, my own experience, I've realized there is so much shit happening in their heads oh, for sure. and I thought that you know I was I thought that women were the ones having lots of you know things in the head of how I look how I smell how what's happening down there I might I work stuff whatever everything and then I realized how awful it must be to be a man not awful I mean don't get me wrong but I think women don't even have the slightest ideas and because men sometimes don't really voice what's happening in the head but of all the things they have to think about get it up don't come too quickly. Oh my God, you're thinking about something else. Now you have to focus. And now you have to get up again. Or, yeah. oh my God, I'm, I'm slightly coming. Oh, no, no, no. Like, Yeah, I think I don't, I, I, for me personally, when I'm having sex, I'm not thinking, I hope I smell good. <laughs> I'm thinking, just do the best job that you possibly can. 
Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. That's... It's something that's not talked about a lot, really. It's like hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we do even talk about hemorrhoids more. Uh, yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. But I think it's like, you know, it's like... um. Yeah. Why is that? So I've always thought it'd be great to be a girl. <laughs> no. Then I just have to worry about what I smell like. You just have kidding. so many things to worry about. No, no, for sure. Yes, Every, that's the thing. That we're all people. And we're all like trapped in our own little weird head spaces. So I think for me, like the best sex is is I mean, it's with somebody that you care about. Though I've had some really pretty amazing one night stands, but, um, but yeah, like that's this, that the sex can be built upon in regard to performance or whatever you mm-hmm. learn about each other over time. Yeah. What works and what doesn't. And yeah. Yeah. Is that a failure for you if the woman hasn't come? <clears throat> yeah. For me. Yeah. 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 Why? Uh, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I Probably it's the, it's the, you know, you're trying to give somebody else's the best experience that they can have. Mm. When really, should be focusing on having the best experience together. Mm-hmm. And that might even not be sex, but communication or, you know. A nice massage or whatever. What's your favorite failure with a woman? <laughs> sex or not sex related. But... Oh, okay. No, this, <laughs> no, is, no, this no, isn't. No. This isn't even a failure. This is just a good story. Okay, great. Shoot. Okay. Shoot. So, I was seeing this girl, um, super lovely person, and we were, we were kind of seeing each other. Like this is it wasn't just like a one time thing. It was like it was, you know. Um, anyway, so I went to her house one night. It was quite late. She lived in an apartment complex. Um, and anyway, we start having sex and it's really good. She's stunning. She has this like little dog, this little like dash hound that keeps like jumping up, like and trying to like, just, I don't know, being the jumpy, annoying dog. Mm-mm. So I, like, take the dog and I put it outside the door. Close the door. We go back to having sex. And then the dog is just, like, scratching at the door and, like, whatever. So I was like, fuck this. So, like, I took the dog to the other end of the apartment and put it in her brother's room. Her brother wasn't there. But it's summer, so, like, the doors are all kind of, like, screen doors or whatever. So we go back to having sex. And it's really good, but the dog is, like, like really like whining and barking and I was like fuck it's gonna wake up the neighbours so I was like okay I'll go get the dog so we put the dog back in the room it's quiet chills out it's like it's learned it's lesson we go back to having sex and (laughs) she's on top of me and we're both about to orgasm like both about to orgasm and the dog jumps up from between my legs and then starts licking my balls. <laughs> now I had a choice to make in that moment. I could stop, ruin the great orgasm that we're both about to have, or I could just say fuck it, you know. And so I just did. I just didn't. I didn't stop it, and I let the dog. Lick my balls, and we both orgasmed, and collapsed. She collapsed on top of me, and it was lovely. And I just kind of like shooed the dog away from between my legs. That's a real story. <laughs> this is a wonderful story. Yeah. Did she realize? That? I don't think so. Oh shit! Did, did you tell her? No, because and then I was I was actually like really into really into her, and um, but then like, then. Uh, Maybe it was because of the dog. I don't know. But then she, like... No, she actually met a really nice guy. Um, 
and they got married actually okay. so like yeah that's the thing with me okay you know that like that there was that movie years ago like good luck chuck maybe maybe it has a different name in french but it's like the guy like sleeps with the girl and then the next person that they're with they're is married. like the yeah. yeah yeah i'm putting my hand up really right now i think you should advertise that Have I'm sex not with advertising me. that. Have sex with me and then you'll get married. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that everybody did get married, but like okay. definitely like after me. Yeah. A lot of long-term relationships. Mm. And maybe that's because they were they were like I know what I don't want. No, it's not that. Nah. Never know. Nah, it must be something else. No, I think it was just a probably law of averages. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> no, I think what it would be is like you and we we were talking about this the other day together is that you make a woman feel special i imagine knowing you a tiny bit mm-hmm. and as a woman i can tell you hands down that not a lot of men make you feel special which is a travesty men yes men that are listening to this podcast work on that you know make a woman feel make special make a woman feel special and give her a nice massage oh, make yes. breakfast Have a shower together and just like wash her hair because that feels fucking amazing. Not everybody's into having showers together. I've learned that. Really? Yeah, some people are like, I don't want to have a shower together. Oh, okay. I think it's like terribly romantic. So, back to the point I was trying to make before those great advice that any man should be listening to, please do. I guess you make women feel special, which is which is amazing. But I can definitely relate to the fact that when you may feel special, you like, wow, this doesn't happen a lot. So I can understand why women will fall for you or for that type of relationship quite quickly. Mm. But the question is that, um, yeah, how do you make sure that you still care for them? Because I think it's amazing and you should continue doing this, but making sure that they don't, you know, Yeah, I've, oh, no. I've got, I get them to sign a, an affidavit now. <laughs> Can I get a copy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And filing cabinet beside the bed. No, yeah. Um, yeah, communication, I think, is, is the key to everything in regard to that. Yeah. But. Um, so how do you tell a woman before going to, like, before having sex with her, hey, FYI, this is just a one-night stand? Like, how, how do you say I would say, this is how I would put it. I would say, um, first of all, I would ask, are you, like, are you sure? Very important. Consent. Consent. Very important. Guys, yeah, remember, consent. Yeah. Um, you know, is this okay? Um, and then I, well, that, that, that question would come later, but, um, <laughs> then I would say that I'm not in a position to be in a relationship. And usually because I'm, like, you know, traveling anyway, so I'm, like, you know, I'm leaving tomorrow. Um, and then I would, you know, I, you sure? You don't have to do this. We can just, like, cuddle and fall asleep, which has happened plenty of times, and sometimes I think that's almost more romantic. Mm-mm. So basically the idea that you're not going to see them again because you're on a tour and... I'm not saying that I might not. I, I like, I might see them again... <laughs> when I'm back in that town. Yeah. Which is fine. Are you like a sailor which has women in different port? No. A bit. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I've got... Okay, where are we up to? <clears throat> Because we're talking about being young and I think you, talk, you talked about the different childhood that you had a clearly like mm-hmm. i was not expecting this kind of child that you had and the difficulties that you had growing up so i guess last thing yes if you could explain to all the people listening to this podcast and i hope that there would be many because it's a beautiful message what would you encourage men women like to do um okay so yeah we you know all have our insecurities and we get bombarded with shit every day But there's no need to bombard ourselves with it. Apart from positive. So, yeah, I would say, you know, try it out for three months. Um, it's going to be weird and it's going to be awkward and it's going to be uncomfortable. Especially if you're on an elevator <laughs> and there's other people in the elevator and you're like, you look really good today. Yeah, but I did that. 
and and I didn't and I, I was like you know and I still do, like I still have to you still it's like you can't just like you know you still have to like keep it up but yeah that that for me out loud saying something and and retraining your subconscious through kind of like a, I guess an auditory something you know the brain's always constantly listening so yeah and eventually it might feel weird at first saying you know and not and it doesn't just have to be about appearance obviously it could be like you know you're worth something you know um you're brilliantly intelligent you're full of life you're not racist that's a good thing Mm. not being racist you know just the good things and positive things and maybe and like the things you want to be as well whatever just put it all in there the good stuff and then eventually yeah it it, it's tended worked for me and it's worked for the people that i've passed on this knowledge to so yeah if that's something that you uh want to try out just give it a shot and not just give it a shot you actually have to make a decision to do it every day Mm. every time you see yourself in the reflection yeah definitely going to try out like instead of doing meditation like everyone else Mm -hmm. namaste namaste right here and tell myself i look good exactly so i think i'm gonna try that for sure and i'll tell you and i'll tell the people okay how it went all right great well anyway i think you're beautiful anyway i was gonna say that ben you stole my line i was gonna say you're beautiful human definitely full of beautiful energy and thank you so much for coming and making the time and the journey it was on the back of your scooter. I know. It was great. You're a great tour guide. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. We didn't die. That's we a didn't win. die. No, yeah, we're yeah. here. Yeah. And I thoroughly enjoyed this hour and a half. Thank you so much, Ben. Beautiful story. Loved everything, all the tips. And I think, yeah. It's... I look forward to future chats. Oh, we'll definitely have. Not that it has to be recorded, but just no. future unrecorded no, chats. Exactly. Or, you know what? We can, we can do part two. Yeah, I'm sure you'll think about when I like fall in love then we can do part two